0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the View from the Nest podcast with me, Dark Forest Capital, and my friend, A.G. Uh, we're both contributors at the Index Co-op. We're back on schedule this week after missing out a newsletter and doing a special on the Metaverse Index. Uh, we're we're back to our normal routine of doing the newsletter on the weekend and then the podcast straight after. So yeah, welcome back, A.G. How are you doing this week?
1: Yeah, it's uh, nice to be back. Yeah. Uh and that's to be covering everything that's happening at the co-op and uh there is there's a lot going on i i just you know every week we come on and we we talk about how it's getting harder to keep up with, with what's happening on on the forums and uh discord and and so on and uh you know every week i hope it is gonna get like things are gonna slow down and they just don't and and uh keep getting more and more people in and uh yeah i just i, I have a a sneaky feeling that it's just going to keep keep going like this
0: i think that's just life at a startup isn't it i know we were talking just now about how disappointed you were that i didn't write the newsletter last week i had my first week off um since the index car or since launching the view from the nest um newsletter and obviously you've been left high and dry with that with no idea what's going on in the cart now so I humbly apologise, and I will uh, will pick it back up from now on and make sure that you're you're covered and you understand everything that's that's happening in the Co-op page.
1: I think I'm speaking for the community here. I think uh, there are a lot of people who desperately wait for their weekly fix of uh, the View from Nest
0: newsletter. <laughs> well, I'll make sure not to let the fans down in future. Um, Interestingly enough, the first point on the newsletter this week was about something that we've mentioned subtly a few times before, and that is uh, when will the market wake up to what we're doing here? And you've talked about how we're getting up to speed and things just keep going faster and faster, more people joining, more products coming out. Um, And here we are with a bunch of uh, funds knocking on our door, looking to do a strategic raise and buy into index token. So this is a, a great signal. Um, to the market once we, you know, get all the details finalised. But it sort of summarises exactly what you were just saying, Ag.
1: Yeah, I have a question for you. Actually, did this idea of the strategic raise did it come from us internally as a way to diversify the treasury, or did it come from external demand for the index token? Because I kind of thought that it was internal first. We sort of looked at. Uh, doing an OTC, a couple of OTC deals to diversify the treasury. Um, but it appears like, and then we kind of saw quite a bit of demand and, and we decided to upsize uh, the OTC deal.
0: Is that, is that how it happened? Yeah, that's pretty much it. It was organic, I'd say from both sides. As we've talked about in the past, we were looking to diversify the treasury. We knew there had been some interest um, with people contacting like various different people, either at the index co-op or at SET themselves. So there was a number of demands for OTC trades. When we were looking for a solution for that, and it was quite small compared to where we're talking now. Like We're talking about um, $10 million potentially, but it started a lot smaller than that. So over the course of maybe four or five weeks, a number of new um, investors came on board and, and said, like, we're interested in this as well. And so from a treasury point of view, those guys were falling over themselves and saying, this is great because you know the more we can diversify, the better it fits into uh, Matt Graham's plans for diversification um, and getting us through any potential like future bear market. So yeah, it was more of an organic thing where sort of the treasury were ready to take advantage of this. We, we had those treasury goals set out and the diversification uh, was already planned. And then it just kind of snowballed with, with a number of different um, investors wanting to get involved. Yeah, awesome. And and I think so to give people
1: a little bit of uh, of, of context here, um, there's basically two parts to the sale, right? There's one part uh, OTC to institutional investors uh, or, or funds, venture funds, and then there's a community opportunity, right? Uh, opportunity for the community to buy index on sort of the same or uh, better terms than the investors right and the the community opportunity sort of extends to what we call gold silver and and bronze owls um which is kind of tiers off contributors based on their level of contribution to the co-op so that's that's quite exciting to me right the like this concept this ability to give the opportunity to buy index tokens at discount similar to the VCs to people who've been building the co-op. I think that's really cool. And, uh, I think we're looking at a limit of a hundred K per contributor for
0: that. Yeah, that's all correct. And as you say, that's, that's probably the, the most exciting part about it for certainly, um, people like ourselves who've been contributing. So anybody from, uh, January, February, and March, who was included in the reward distributions, as you say, at those levels of gold, silver, and bronze uh, is able to, to make that purchase and become like a mini a mini VC effectively. A lot of people want the opportunity to invest like a VC and potentially now have the chance to, to do that alongside them. Uh, and as you said, with uh, terms that are either equal to or better than what those VCs get. So yeah, it's a great incentive. Great to see really helps us out from the diversification perspective, gets the community involved, and is going to be such a like such a strong signal to the market. Um hopefully it will open up a lot of people's eyes when we can list like who these people are that have, have decided to back us. Um yeah, it's gonna really change people's perspectives on the index co-op, I think.
1: Absolutely. And uh I think one of the ideas we have for for that ETH, right, is to increase liquidity for uh, for index, which I think is like maybe one of the reasons that index hasn't really gained much attention, right? It's just the liquidity is fairly low. It's impossible to take a position without moving the market. So I think that a lot of these funds and institutional players and, and more uh, meaningful players haven't been able to Sort of build up a position outside of maybe a uh, farming index through kind of LPing uh, DPI ETH or MVI ETH, and, and that's like we've heard some of those stories as well. So um, the the capital race, I think it's it's a, a massive positive on so many different fronts, and uh, certainly look forward to to that uh, playing out. I think the the official vote should uh, should go live today which is uh, uh, Monday, April 19th. And yeah, hopefully this sort of gets done in the next uh, week or two.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point on the liquidity. I actually didn't mention that in the newsletter, but it's um, like a vital part, almost step three of, the, of that whole proposal is to deploy um, the ETH alongside some index after the raise onto the market so that we don't run into this problem in the future and, and people are able to allocate uh, more freely. So yeah, great all-round. Win-win-win on that one, I think. Um, we, we had another pretty ambitious proposal in the forum this week, which was from the Reflexor Finance team in partnership with the FireEyes Dow guys. So they all jumped into the forum uh, and put forth uh, a proposal that's basically suggesting we can start up a credit facility within Index Co-op. The idea being... So Reflex of Finance itself is basically you create a volatility minimized asset uh, using Ether's collateral. And then they use a um, like control theory, which anyone who's from an engineering background will be familiar with. Um, basically, some parameters that mean that the price of that asset waver around a certain peg and therefore you get a stable asset out of it. Uh, obviously, I've done it a massive injustice there. It's very complicated and clever. Um, but they've seen, as far as I can tell, they've seen some real success with, uh, the actual asset itself is called Rye. Um, so Rye has done well, people have jumped into it. It seems to be working as they planned, where there are times when if you're holding it, you're being penalized, and, if, uh, and times when you're holding it and you're being rewarded. And those mechanisms are, are what allow it to sort of balance around that target price so their proposal to us was that we could do a similar thing but to start with using dpi as the collateral and then possibly onboarding future indexes um, into the same uh, contract i guess and all of those backing a another volatility minimized asset that perhaps we'd call it index rye or i or something um so that that was the gist of it really it's it looks like a a big lift. Uh, we've had some discussions internally, and we will be talking with the team tomorrow. And they're going to come into the Discord and, and do an AMA as well, uh, to try and like really flesh it out and understand exactly what they need from us, what the expectations are, what the benefits might be. And uh, yeah, I'll be keen to get your your thoughts on this for sure, AJ.
1: Yeah. So I think there are a few important points. Right. One is. In, in simple terms, right, Rye is a stable coin, and, and I know they hate it, but uh, it, it's a stable coin, but it's not pegged to a US dollar, right? So it, it's meant to be stable relative to an arbitrary value that they picked at inception. And it's it, it sort of, it, it's, been, it's been relatively stable, so I think the system has worked uh, as, as intended. And another thing is, what they did is effectively what Maker uh, started with. And, th- and that, that was the original vision behind Maker. So remember when they had the single single collateral die, uh, which is called uh, Psi at the time, and it was just backed by Ether. Um, and then they issued die against that. Uh, and that was basically the same thing, um, other than that the die was supposed to be pegged to a U.S. dollar, and here it's not the case. Uh, and and so if we use if we use that analogy, and and we apply it to uh, the proposal, so the proposal is basically for uh, the co-op and Reflexer to start up this kind of separate maker-like ecosystem, right, with DPI uh, being used as a collateral to create, let's call it IRI. Um, And the ecosystem, right, this maker-like ecosystem will be governed by um, some sort of index um, and FLX, which is Reflexor's token. Um, Some of like, uh, combination of those two tokens, whether it's LP or whatever. So you can imagine index and FLX LP token acting like as maker token in that ecosystem. Uh, And I think what's great for us is that like, we can choose which types of collateral we want to add, right? So it doesn't need to be DPI uh, or just DPI, it can include MVI, it can include other products as we launch them and it gives us the ability to tune the parameters as well, whether it's collateralization ratio, liquidation penalties, and and so on and so forth. So it basically gives us our own maker-like ecosystem with a volatility-minimized stablecoin on one end, backed by all of our products on the other end. Um, And I think that's like a really appealing proposition um but i I do agree with you that it just appears that the amount of resources resources that something like this would take um would be quite significant and and i guess it's um, that's something that we need to figure out uh, is whether at this point it's kind of the highest impact thing we could be doing or if there are other things that are kind of higher impact in the short term that we should focus on at this point.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at with it. I, I can understand the benefits. Um, I'm just not sure if there's any evidence that they will directly benefit users of DPI. I don't know anybody that's sort of crying out to be able to um, to necessarily leverage it and whether this would be more of like a circular, uh, like a closed loop solution for that as well. Um if we if we do mint IRI, do we then have to go and work to try and get that used elsewhere in the DeFi ecosystem? In which case, we might as well have just approached Maker and and Arve ourselves and gone through the you know the process of adding DPIs collateral in in those uh, protocols. So yeah, a few unanswered questions and the teams that put it forward. You know, they're very keen to to answer those questions and speak to the community and make sure that everybody understands exactly what's involved before we move forward. Um, I think just at a really high level, it is great to see these kind of uh, proposals turn up. Like these guys came to us first, they've understood our products and and think that it fits well with what they're trying to achieve. So it's just another sort of um, pat on the back. And for us as Index Co-op, it's just nice to see that like projects that do think of, about us and, and what we're doing. And they kind of trust us to be able to deliver this sort of stuff. So from, from that perspective, it's really great to see again. I think it would be fascinating
1: to do this, right? I think that there are uh, significant long-term benefits, uh, just from like the ability of, if, if we're just talking for a single product DPI, then I agree with you, it doesn't make sense to build this for a single product, but, uh, to be able to Basically, have a credit facility for all of your products from from day one, and the opportunity to create two x leverage a token for any of your products from day one as well. Um, I think that's pretty valuable. Maybe not in in kind of the immediate short term, but in the long term, absolutely. Uh, I I do agree, of course, that the the IRI or whatever we call it like if we wanted to integrate it across the e- ecosystem as like a stable coin, that that would take time and that would take effort and that would distract us away from our sort of core mission of uh, bringing index products and structured products to the market. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think uh, you know uh, there are some trade-offs there that we need to assess.
0: Yeah, let's see how it goes. Did we get a confirmed time? Um, is it is the AMA happening in our Discord at 7 on Wednesday? I can go and have a quick look, but I don't know if you know off the top of your head.
1: No, I'm not sure because there's some confusion about AMA and the call, and uh, I think we have we have a call on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Um, I don't think that's a community call, but I'm not sure. So uh, best is to pop into Discord. And and check in check in with us there. Uh, obviously, by the time the podcast goes live, um, the AMA or, or the call would have concluded already. But I think we'll we'll look to record that.
0: Cool. Sounds good. Um, on to the next topic: the cashback campaign with Zerion. Now, were you involved with this uh, at all? It seems like something that's up your street from your early. BD efforts with uh, our wallet partnerships.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of something we've been um, slowly working on over the last, I don't know, two months maybe. Um, And it it kind of finally got to fruition. Uh, There's obviously um, a few challenges there as it relates to tracking, uh, tracking things on chain and tracking attribution, but um, yeah, we finally (laughs) I finally got got it over the line. Um, so the the program was to um, basically provide a five percent cashback uh, on DPI purchases through Zerion. So if you bought a thousand dollars worth of DPI on on Zerion, you'd get five percent cashback uh, in index tokens. And there were some conditions, like you have to hold uh, hold DPI in your wallet for, for a week, and then we sort of add drop index token uh, into your wallet directly.
0: Cool, and yeah, you mentioned that it might be a little bit difficult to kind of track the attribution there, but there are there any plans to try and run over the data and, and see you know, how successful this was. The fact that it sold out within three days tells me that it was pretty bloody successful. Um, I would like to see this kind of thing happen again in the future because I wasn't able to take advantage here. But uh, if perhaps if we did something similar for MVI, uh, I I could get some stable coins ready in time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have all the data on the purchases, who bought what, how much, uh, all of that stuff. I think the initial... Initial problem was trying to track attribution from like a piece of social media content, for example, right? Like, let's say we put out a tweet saying, This is a promo. If you want to take advantage of it, here's the link, and track people from clicking on that link to an on chain transaction. So I think that that was sort of the challenging part, but I think we've done it slightly different. And guys' area did, didn't. Awesome job, handled all of that for us, and uh, yeah, basically we'll we'll just have to check if uh, these people held uh, DPI for for the week, and then we'll we'll do the add drops.
0: Cool, sounds great. Um, yeah, can't wait to see what comes out of that. Moving swiftly on, then we saw the synthetics debt pool uh, index and bed both move along our product pipeline in the past week. Um, well, past two weeks actually. So they both passed decision gate one, which, as we've previously discussed, is a like a community sentiment signalling poll. So no official quorum requirements on this one, but we just look at the vote to to kind of understand whether or not uh, there's appetite for it, you know, for or against, or you know, how many people actually turned up and, and voted in the first place. Um, so both of those have gone through. That's great news. It means a load more work coming down the pipeline for everybody, uh, assuming they actually make it to launch, which yeah, it's looking pretty positive. And I'm just trying to check on the BTC2x fly, because that was also undergoing a vote, and I'm not sure if it's concluded just yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's done.
0: Yeah, so a, a big uh, vote for on that one as well, 161,000 index. Um, so that's three products then. That are coming down the pipeline now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, three products uh, on top of the existing uh, products that we have, and uh, it's quite exciting, I think, especially with the uh, Bitcoin Fly. Uh, obviously, ETH Fly is doing really well. Um, I think it's bringing in quite, quite, quite a bit of fees. Uh, we've actually, I think, we saw a day where it generated almost as um, as much in fees as as DPI on like seventh of the the AUM, right? And that's just because uh, Fly is basically, it's built for uh, trading and we have a mint and redeem uh, fee on it of, of 10 basis points. And so when there's a lot of trading, when there's a lot of mar- market volatility, uh, it actually does bring in Quite a bit of revenue, and and that's something that I've been thinking recently. Is at some point in the next maybe couple of months, three months, right? We should be starting to think about products for a potential like bear market, right? Like uh, products with which investors can play the downside, whether it's and and it looks like a uh, fly and uh, like both E fly and, and and BTC fly. We'll sort of do that, but I don't think they will necessarily work in the bear market. Like they work in in volatile markets, but not necessarily in in kind of the uh, the bear market. Uh, so I think from like the protecting the the business, uh, we we have to think a little bit about what our product roadmap is for. Um, yeah, for for indices that investors can benefit from uh, from downside price movements.
0: Yeah, and we did actually cover one of those a couple of weeks ago, if you cast your mind back, Um, the the DVIX that was put forward by Three Sigma Capital on on the forum. Um, So a a decentralized volatility index, which means you can can play the markets no matter what's going on. Like as long as stuff's moving, then you can long volatility and and be happy either way. Um, So yeah, yeah, it's it's
1: relatively similar. Like it's similar to flies, right? Where it will benefit from trading, but if we are just stuck at low levels uh, for a while, uh, you're not going to see that much volatility. So you can still see depressed volatility levels uh, for an extended period of time if we're just in a in in a bear market, right?
0: Yeah, you're gonna. Oh, so you're gonna expand on that? So you, what are you thinking? Something like a stablecoin index again? Uh, I think we mentioned the proposal from Matthew Graham on the forum, the SYI stablecoin yield index. Um, So yeah, people are thinking along the same lines as you, I think, AG, and uh, casting their minds forward a little bit just to make sure that we're not getting too carried away with all of the really cool themes like the metaverse index and and DPI, which maybe only work in certain conditions. Last point then, and we'll end on a high note, was the... um, Factory merch proposal, so we've got Kiba, who's been a long-term like resident owl, kind of dips in and out whenever he fancies, uh, he's been working with Lavi and a couple of the designers within Index Co-op, so go it and Beans on Toast, I believe, have, have input into this. And they're looking at hooking us up with Metafactory to do a limited drop with a proposal coming up to sort of understand what the community would like to see, whether it's, um, (laughs) some people have suggested socks, Uh, maybe we'll have a a beanie or a a hoodie or some t-shirts, but yeah, uh, opportunity for the community to get involved and um, cast their votes for what they would like to see there. And if you take take a look on the forum, the guys have mocked up some uh, potential designs for our, our first drop with Metafactory. So it's looking good there. I think we spend so much time on video calls. We've got to be repping Index Co-op with some sick merch. So I, I, I'm looking forward to this one.
1: I would love to to have a poll, you know, about like number of calls per week per protocol, like per project. And I wonder if we are like one of the highest calls per week, Dallas uh, out there. Yeah, merch would definitely be be nice. And I, I, I heard you were quite keen on some metaverse merch as well i i heard you were pushing for that
0: yeah that's a bit of an alpha leak there i think um yeah definitely i i think the guys have paved the way with this um opening up this relationship with Metafactory, and it absolutely makes sense to do something for the metaverse index the logo looks amazing and having that or even just the coloration on um, some clothing is, is going to look amazing so yeah i'm i'm well up for that We're obviously going to try and do something a bit cool with it as well. Maybe we can create a wearable that you can kick yourself out with in Decentraland or similar. Um, So yeah, look out for that hot on the heels of this first drop. We will be looking to do something for Metaverse as well. So if you're a Metaverse token holder and you're keen to tell everybody that that you know what you're doing when it comes to crypto, then yeah, this merch is going to be for you. Yeah, that sounds great. What's the... What's the
1: plan? Is the plan to uh, put it up for sale or is a plan to like distribute some to Contributors and like have half to contributors or half for for sale Like do you have any any more details because I, I, I gotta be frank I haven't really read through the forum proposal in in that much detail So maybe it's in there, but if not, maybe you can fill us in.
0: Yeah, I believe it's up for discussion um, how we would do it I think they, had, uh, they laid out like three approaches, whether we do just an exclusive airdrop to the community, and then they said the expenses will be covered by the treasury, uh, a limited edition where you do something like a run of 200 and it's first come first serve, um, or or you do a combination of the two where community members get a drop, and then there are another 100 on top of that where it's first come first serve. So, no decision on that yet i guess it will go up for community vote as to how we approach that i'm i'm okay either way i think we're not looking to make money off of this i think if people are big fans of index co-op then they should be able to get hold of this stuff but it's also nice to make sure that the community has um has this and we can you know as we start venturing outside again as uh lockdowns across the world start to lift then we can make sure we're repping index co-op showing everybody how great we are <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, every time I try to talk to people and, like, I try to explain what I do, it's just, it's impossible. Um, like, trying to describe the concept of a DAO, a a decentralized community working on a project that's worth, like, whatever, $350 million managing close to $200 AUM and getting paid in crypto, it's just, like, it goes... So, over the top for, for most people, uh, but it would definitely be cool to sort of. I, you know, I almost feel like I work in the metaverse in a way because, like, it, it's crypto is its own little world that no one else understands outside of crypto. So, it'd be cool to take like a, uh, a, a t shirt or a hoodie sort of outside of that into the real world, although I, I assume no one will understand. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, maybe if um, I was going to say, if you you had a T-shirt, you can just point to the logo and then let people figure it out. Or maybe we just have your explanation that you just gave printed on the back about how you work for a decentralized autonomous organization that creates indexed tokens of cryptocurrency. Yeah, I'm sure you can find a really succinct way of putting it on the back of the T-shirt. You can just point to that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I was talking to, um, an old colleague of mine, uh, from, from TreadFi and, uh, she's kind of a, a, a fairly senior uh, executive in the asset management space. Uh, and she mostly does kind of, um, operational, um, yeah, like operational and, and business side of things. And, uh, we we started talking about crypto a little bit, and then I, I tried to explain like DAOs to her, and and was trying to explain like all the innovation that's happening in DeFi, and um, I was like, you know, I was just trying to tell her that like we are we are sort of coming for them, like we're coming for their jobs, basically, like that they're, they're all going to be disrupted, and uh, she said like she said yeah I know, but. Most people in, in TradFi, like most senior execs in TradFi, like they know we're coming, but they don't know where from. Like they just don't understand like where the threats are and where the competitive pressure is and, and where we're coming from. And that obviously is rather terrifying uh, for them, not, not for us. Uh, but that was like a very interesting reference point for me because she's a, a, a very very sharp, uh, intelligent exec in, in TradFi, And she she just has no clue. And I was like, yeah, well, we, we early.
0: Yeah, I think we can add that to the list of uh, anecdotes that we've had from, you know, all, all the people that we've referenced that are now flooding into index co-op and we're seeing it all across crypto. People are making the leap and perhaps some of them don't even know like where to get started or, or how they might fit in to crypto. But there is a job for everybody, uh, if you just you know if you just dig in and and you've got some kind of talent, you can make things happen. Um, <clears throat> so I hope you told her that the threat was coming from all directions, just to really wind her up, because we're creating things that just don't even exist in the tradfi world, um, in in DeFi, and then you go a layer deeper into the metaverse, uh, and that just opens up a whole, literally a whole another new universe of, of possibilities absolutely. It's, you know,
1: what's crazy, there there are two things that I want to say. I think one is, it's absolutely crazy to me how your belief in the future of the space, like how it grows exponentially, the more you get involved in the space. And like, I don't know if it's um, bias, right? Because like, once you get really involved, you obviously invested uh, per Personally and and financially, but I I I don't think it is. I think like the deeper you get involved, the more you see the potential and like the more excited uh, you get about it. So, I think when when I first started kind of getting involved in in DeFi and some of the crypto projects, like my understanding of of the vision was so like shallow and, and limited. And now it's like okay, like we're really doing something here. And I can only imagine people who have been in space for three or four years actually building, like how optimistic they have to be about it. Um, so that's, that's, that's really awesome. And I think another thing is, I think for in tradfi in other professions as well, that, that are getting disrupted by blockchain, whether it's uh, accounting, whether it's legal, I think that a lot of uh, junior and and mid-level employees, they actually understand the promise of of, of crypto just on the basis of they know that the system, that the current system is actually not working. Whereas if you talk about senior uh, employees, they actually have massively benefited from the system. So it's very hard for them to A, admit that it's not working and B, um, I think it's, it's relatively challenging for them to grasp the concept of digital uh, value and digital economy and uh, decentralization community and, and so on, because that's just so against what they've grown to know over, over the last 30 or 50 years. So that's like, it's really fascinating to me because um, I haven't really thought about it or understood it at, at a deep level, maybe 12 months ago, but now it's becoming quite quite apparent.
0: I'll start saying it can be very difficult to get a person to understand something when their salary depends on them not understanding it. And I think that's what you've just highlighted with that distinction in um, age of people getting involved. Having said that, seeing, some of the people who start to turn up in our weekly calls. We are seeing people you know, in their 40s, 50s. Uh, I'm not sure if we've got anyone in, in their 60s yet, but um, yeah, it attracts people from all levels, all ages, all walks of life, uh, really. But yeah, I, th- I think it's probably more due to, um, like I say, the the salary, meaning that people struggle to understand it. Just to expand on your point a little bit more as well, I personally, and again, this is anecdotal, haven't seen anybody get into crypto and then not just fall further and further into it. All of my friends that I introduced and tried to help them understand like why what happened in 2017 is not necessarily what's happening now, um, why the coins that they bought back then are not necessarily things that they should still be holding on to. Once they start to understand that and, and that there is a whole level of um, stuff being built here with actual utility, generating cash flow all of that good stuff Um, and again then the metaverse is like that next level down the rabbit hole they can start to uh, start to really see the promise of it and um, yeah never never look back really so it's always something that I love to see when you know I never try and shill anything except to you of course but you never buy anything that I recommend to you anyway but um, to my mates I just try and give them the education that they need and, and the articles that I've read over my journey into crypto and see them work it out for themselves. <clears throat> and there's always a, a number of like little light bulb moments as you go along the journey and you think oh okay so that's you know that's why money is the way that it is and, and that's why we trust the banks um, to be our intermediaries but we don't actually need to do that we can you know replace them with code on a, on a blockchain and they can start to piece it all together. And then it it starts to explain a lot more about the wider world and why things are the way they are and how they don't need to always be that way. And um, yeah, I, I just love watching that sort of journey take place for other people and, and see them figure it out for themselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think once you start looking into some of this stuff, it leads you to so many other questions, right? And, and it doesn't have, like you don't have to be digging into DeFi, right? You can just be, if you just read like everything you can get your hands on about Bitcoin and Ethereum and and that's it like you'll start kind of digging into you know the monetary the global monetary policy you'll you'll start thinking about like uh, what is money the history of money the petrodollar the US dollar like the monetary inflation all of that stuff right and then you'll sort of plug into the the the, the macroeconomic narratives and it's just like it just expands from there, and I, I'm just trying to like imagine, like have a visual of like a, a crypto space, you know, and how every little niche, right, has like bunch of rabbit holes you can go down, and it's like DeFi has so many different rabbit holes, like Bitcoin, you can probably go down so many different rabbit holes with that, Ethereum, NFTs, and so on, and it's just like a, yeah, it's just like a living and and breathing organism of like nodes like major nodes and then like branches from those nodes and it's just like massively expanding so yeah it's it's really like limitless space for innovation and knowledge which is which is like such stark contrast to to the traditional space to to Tretify or uh, i would argue probably most traditional industries
0: yeah, that's quite a profound thought to probably end on. I, I hope that we're doing our part, even like as small as it might be with the podcast and the newsletter and, and um, you know, just our general input into the space, just, just to be part of it, I think, to try and help people understand and, and spread the word and educate, keep people informed. Like, I think it's all super important. And it does, it feels so different to be in crypto compared to, um, Like obviously I've got an engineering background, but in a more traditional um, company, like the way that it works and the way everybody's aligned, um, is just totally different. And it feels like a whole different atmosphere, like so much positivity, reinforcement, uh, just like general friendliness, willingness to engage. Um, Yeah, it's it's, it's been immense to be a part of it over the last year and a bit, and uh, cannot wait to see where it goes uh, in the future
1: yeah
0: yeah no so after that awkward pause I will wrap it up there and say thanks for your thoughts AG uh, we kind of went off on one at the end there but that was a yeah a good bit of ground to cover and um, good to be back on track and we'll catch everybody next week
1: yeah I hope uh, I hope it was a as a helpful or in- informative conversation at the end and, and maybe we, we can do one of those uh, kind of long raging, philosophical crypto conversations at some point
0: <laughs> yeah definitely i'd be up for that
1: all right great thanks everyone
0: cool